Hey folks, Patrick here. Uh, I'm living up to my anime idiot name today. Uh, in editing the podcast, I accidentally scrambled some of my vocals. So um, the intro got garbled and sounds terrible. So uh, I'm going to briefly re-record, but uh, as I go through it, you may hear me cut in and out. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, oh no, a ghost got in my editing software. That's why it is ah, on theme. I know, I know. Those women are alive. And me, I'm dead. In exploration and education and anime, I'm your, in the future, anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dee Hollander. And I'm Brenna McCullough, your anime, Billy Butcherson. Who dat? <gasps> From Hocus Pocus. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've only seen Hocus Pocus once. Ah, uh, that's fair. Yeah, it was I've last year. I've uh, never seen Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Get I'll off say my head. this. <laughs> If you've if you saw Hocus Pocus as a child, all of it is nostalgia. It's a pretty all right movie, but when you watch it for the first time as an adult, you're just kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah, right. it's yeah, that's a film. It's it's seared into my brain because Bette Midler scared the fuck out of me in that movie. <laughs> she I, is a, that she's the best part. I love yeah. that song she sings. But yeah, that that is seared in my brain, whether I like it or not. Mm. And Billy Butcherson was played by Dee Bradley Baker, who I know way too much. No, Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Yeah, get those mixed up. Uh, I, we're just off and running. Yep. When I <laughs> at a coffee store in my hometown, he also lives there and he came in one day. And I tried to be real cool because I had seen, you know, celebrities and relatively famous people before at our old job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when he came in, I was like, oh, okay, I just have to pretend that like I don't know who he is. But I think I still like freaked him out a little bit. Because in my head, I was just like, that's the guy. That's He's a cool guy. guy. He's the one. That's the worst feeling when you're like, no, I I can play it cool. I, I'm going to be so good. Hello, hello Mr. Celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> no. I could tell that like my cheeks were red. It's like mentally you're like no i know this is a normal person i can act fine but then you lose all control of your voice and volume and all that stuff yeah <laughs> you're just like oh i'm blowing it so hard i tried i i wanted to be nice i'm sorry yeah <laughs> i love doing geeky albert Tomorrow movies <laughs> like, i loved it what? when you played the exquisitely hot amphibian man in two you movies have a good fish butt sir <laughs> How's Guillermo? Please tell me. <laughs> Did you get his Christmas card? I know he sends them out. <laughs> yeah, why Why are we talking about spooky stuff this week? Well, I'm glad I asked. Uh, it, <laughs> it's the spook season. Uh, we we had a slight pause, so mm-hmm. uh, we're, we had a break. we're refreshed and rested. Oh, were we supposed Let's... to do that on the break? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh... I I started saying refreshed and rested, and I was like, hmm, 
Immediately before this, I was tearing apart my office to reorganize it. So, uh, rest? <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> Refresh? Also no. I haven't bathed in three days. Oh, yeah. God. Just living in <laughs> filth. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, I sure smell like a corpse, so we might as well watch Corpse Princess. <laughs> Seamless. I haven't showered in the last nine days. <laughs> Uh, I don't think that's the right lyric, but that's okay. <laughs> no, you got <can>. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that segue was seamless, unlike a corpse who's been stitched together. Maybe. Like Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're watching Corpse Princess, a uh, recommendation from Jessica Gelbart, and uh, uh, the title is spooky, and that's the information <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a show either of you are familiar I guess I've heard the title before, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I don't know anything. I assume it's like Corpse Bride by Tim Burton, which is a... Yeah, it's an alright movie. It's not great. I used to be obsessed with that movie, but I'm not going to talk about it because uh, I've already talked enough. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. I saw it in theaters when it first came out and went, wow, I will think about this again in ten years. (laughs) Here we go. I bought a t-shirt for some reason. I think I just owed Hot Topic money, and I just felt like I needed to get something from there every (laughs) year. So Uh, They had a family member hostage, so you (laughs) just slowly pay the ransom one cool graphic tee at a time. Give them all the hot cash. I was a teenager. I needed some form of identity, so I just latched onto whatever brand I was into. What a dumb idiot child I was, and definitely not still doing that to this day. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, defining your life <laughs> by media? Ugh, couldn't be us. Nope, not this podcast. <laughs> we have healthy relations. World. Uh, so this is a series. Uh, it was based on a manga in 2005. Came out 2008. Uh, so... Mm, uh, uh, has a nice fine decade of eight. <laughs> mm. uh, oh, but but yeah, I I guess get into it because yeah, spooky Halloween pumpkin Ooh. time. Sure, let's hope it's not another another. Ha 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 ha. Like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that you're a baby. I'll snap your neck like a twig. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, what? <laughs> I'll kick anybody's ass. No even that baby. <laughs> yeah, this is a real anti-baby episode. Uh, if you've got a baby in the room, get him out. Kick don't him r- out the window in honor of this episode. <laughs> oh, I, We're I'm taking a say, hard stance. Anti-baby. <laughs> no babies. No babies allowed. No more. Yeah, um, just stop it. The human race just collapses. stop it. I'm hey. going to say, not for this specific episode, maybe don't let your baby listen to any of our episodes. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we start out episode one. Whew. There's a lot going on in this episode. 
Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on in all of these episodes. So yeah. uh, it may take a second to get traction narratively. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> we start out at, oh, it's at night at a Buddhist monastery. There are kids sleeping. They they grow up here. It's fine. Um, yeah, so we see some sleeping kids and uh, we see a boy. Is he important? Kind of? Debatably. <laughs> yeah, he's in a lot of this show. <laughs> he's around. Is he really involved, though? Yeah, we'll, we'll get um, uh, But he, uh, sleep, we see a mysterious black cat walk in through the window. Through the glass of the window. Ooh, ghost, <gasps> we'll see. Uh, actually, we get no clarification. I'll put that. Uh, <laughs> didn't even notice this happened on the first episode. Yeah, uh, so... <laughs> Uh, he's uh, up and about, uh, he can't sleep, he's going to get a glass of milk or whatever, but walks into the spooky monk shrine room that's all lit up with candle. And just a fully dead girl on the... Uh, Decor. <laughs> ah, just really ties the room. Mm-hmm. De- dead core. Ha ha ha. Ha So we, uh... Uh, he's like, holy shit, there's a dead person here, and uh, goes to investigate, but then starts to hear voices coming. So he goes and hides behind the big shrine, uh, and we see some Buddhist monks walk in, and one of them is injured. Uh, so they introduce this character as this injured monk as Brother Guardian, who then is introduced by another name uh, for, like, the rest of the show. Uh, I, so just, kind of, uh, yeah. I just kept calling him J. Michael Tatum. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. be real. I wrote down literally no one's names. Me neither. Yeah, it's fine. His real name is Tagami. You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Big brother uh, man. Whoever he, he is. Yeah. Um, but, uh... They walk in, and uh, this boy in his mind is like, oh, that's this character, and that's that <laughs> other character. We're re- doing real good with this dub right now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the cat is able to read his mind and also starts talking to him. He doesn't seem super freaked out uh, when this happens several times. Yeah, he just rolls huh. through the, through the yeah. three episodes. I was somebody to be like, "Hey, what the fuck's your deal, cat? What's <laughs> happening with you?" Uh, uh, but uh, the cat is like, "Oh yes, you know these guys, but that girl—that's Shigabane. Is that her name? No. Why did you introduce <laughs> that as her name? Okay. Um, uh, but Brother Guardian goes and and revives the girl." Ah, uh, she was totally dead a second ago. What uh, the hey? Uh. So, you know, uh, uh, brought someone back to life. We can move on. Uh, we see uh, we're in the city now. Also, take a drink every time you hear the word Shikigame or Shikabana You'll die. Show. You will perish. <laughs> it's so many it- times. They Every. say it so many times and just assume that we know what it means. <laughs> and then even after they explain it, they say it. There was one scene where they said it like ten times 
in like three oh. sentences, and I was like, "You gotta stop." Mm-hmm. <laughs> there yeah, are other I, words. I was keeping track. Uh, there were several times and several episodes where uh, uh, Shigabane was in the same sentence at least twice. <laughs> yeah, there are such a thing as pronouns. You could say it. That might fix it. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, we see cops executing a search warrant for a man that killed seven girls. Uh, uh, so they find him, and he's like, "Oh, they disobeyed me. They had to be punished." Uh, and then he jumps off the balcony, and. Escape. He's not dead. Don't. Uh, <laughs> he'll be dead. Um, so we then see uh, the kids the next morning at the monastery. Uh, we see that brother guardian monk uh, Tagami, and uh, he's goofing around with the kids, uh, stealing food, all that sort of fun. older brother stuff. Uh, and then we see the older kid from last night. His name? Kagami. Are they related? Objectively, no. <laughs> Technically, no. Factually incorrect. Um, but yeah, so he's like, all right, uh, oh, sorry, fuck. This isn't the next morning. This is a year later. What? Right, what? Overlook that part. Hold yeah, on. When they say that. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad Diaz is in there. <laughs> yeah, so um, they say, first off, they say Kagami, he's moving out. And we see yeah. one of the other people who runs this is like, oh, yes, uh, ever since he, you know, like saw that dead girl, uh, he started trying to get more independent uh, last year. So they say what? like, oh, the events of what seems like the night before was a year. See... I was going to commend him for seeing a dead girl at his orphanage and immediately being like, I got to get out of here. Dip. Yep. But now knowing that it's been a year, now I'm just upset. I didn't even know. <laughs> well, what? Now, so now I got to ask the guy we saw before who like jumped out the window and like died and killed all his groupies. Was that also a year ago? If so, these guys were bad at their job. Yeah. Like, just a serial killer loose for a year. <laughs> yeah, I assume... That, I assume the time jump happened right before the, uh, right before the, uh, cop search warrant thing, because hmm. immediately as he goes to school, they start talking about, uh, that event. Yeah. But again, sorry, narrative is all fucked up, so uh, <laughs> needed just a minute to get our footing. Jeez uh, Louise. That yeah. caught me off guard. Yeah, so, uh, 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 Tagami, or... Kagami, fuck, damn it. <laughs> boy, boy and priest. Boy, boy. boy. Uh, y- y- yeah, boy is like, yeah, it's time for me to move out. Uh, I'm going to go to school, but I'll be back tonight to get the rest of my... And being a monk, you know, uh, Tagami is like, oh, look at all this porn in your box. I put it there as a prank, you know, to embarrass you in front of all the literal, like, five-year-olds. Hee hee hee. Uh, What a good one. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so uh, uh, they go off. uh, All the kids are sad. He's moving out, but what? Uh, We see the Shikibane girl uh, in an empty apartment. 
and she's naked in the shower, of course. And she misses a phone. And then we cut away. Just had to establish she was naked. Cool. (laughs) Uh, So we see Kagami at school talking with his friends. And he's talking about moving out. And, you know, the fun stuff of like, oh, will you help me move? And they're like, fuck no. Good friend. Um, (laughs) So uh, they run out into a, a, a... one of his other friends, I wrote down her name. She, he says her name, and she's like, hey, don't call me that. Does not give an alternative name to the, <laughs> for the entire show. So, you know, girl, friend. So, uh, she's like, oh, did you hear about the harem criminal? And all the friends are like, I want a harem. Oh, that's what I wouldn't give. Uh, but, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, uh, he escaped, uh, he, like, jumped off the building, didn't find a bot, uh, and that place is in the neighborhood of your new apartment, be careful. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, oh, now I get why no one wants to help me move. <laughs> um, so we see the monks are talking to the Shikabane girl, and just info dump shikabane stuff because surprise shikabane is the name of like the reanimated court thing it's kind of like a zombie kind of like a ghost like if you die with like unfinished business or like you have like an obsession that isn't resolved in some way you can't act rest so you become a ghoul with like magic power Mm -hmm. in short they make up new rules every scene that I assume we'll get into. It doesn't it, matter. Because yeah. I feel like when you die, everyone's got regrets. That's kind of unavoidable with life. So when they're just like, oh yeah, it's a reanimated corpse. It's like, yeah, but like it's more than that. They got crazy shit going on with them. It's not just yeah. a, it's not a zombie. Yeah. Yeah, they, they got a lot of plot narrative things unresolved. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Shikabane, if you die before your uh, character arc is up, then uh, <laughs> you come back as a monster. Um, so, uh, we see uh, Kagami starts moving out and says goodbye to uh, the director and the kids and all that stuff. Uh, and then we see uh, uh, Shikabane, girl, goes... Was this Shikabane girl? They say it was like a woman in the harem goes back, but I thought it was her. I, I no, it was just like a random groupie that like wandered back in. Okay, yeah. So uh, she uh, goes back and sees the killer is a vampire. Oh no! <gasps> and he's reanimating the corpses. Oh no! These girls are followers. They're into the him, so they're like, "Yep, this seems cool." Um, <laughs> it, and girls starts like shooting at. Uh, yeah, uh, she has to kill the guy, but she can't kill any of the women because you can't harm any humans. Because to take a, they do this big like monologue about like taking human lives and how she swore not to, so she can only kill. Shikabani. Yeah. Um, but I do like they also throw out the idea of like he, the Shikabani might have hypnotized these girls into being like his thralls. Or they're just really into him. 
And I love the idea that these women are just so into Vampire the Masquerade roleplay that they're just like, let's <laughs> fucking go. Let's go murder that woman because we're vampires. And they're really willing to do it. Your Honor, I object to the felony murder charges. I was LARPing. <laughs> um, excuse me, objection. I was out of character. <laughs> OOC, thank you. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Shivani goes in and uh, starts shooting him up, trying to take him down, and he just transforms into a monk. If you play Dark Souls 3, uh, <laughs> I... I, I it's uh, the blood dinosaur things that just like pop out and it's like a spooky, like black blood mass Shadowy of a monster. Creature. Yeah, uh, but uh, just picks her up and flies away with her, and uh, yeah, just fully drops her from like three hundred feet in the air, and she crashes down. Coincidentally. Right next to Kagami, who's carrying all his stuff to his new apartment. Uh, Convenient. Hmm? See, he's involved somehow, even though he's like, <laughs> really relevant. Tangentially. To um, so he's like, oh shit, a person fell. Oh shit, it's the dead lady that I've seen before. And then the cat appears again and just starts... I, I don't know, just being shitty to him <laughs> doesn't give him any <laughs> helpful info. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, he uh, tries to, like, revive and uh, uh, saves. Oh, cool. Uh, she He restarted her heart that he acknowledged was never beating in the first place and is not beating again, but he was still able to uh, do, like, see. Cool, sure. It's the power of love or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or some shit. Um, uh, but uh, she wakes up and is like, hey, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> just like <laughs> runs away. And ah, uh, just monk on a moped pulls up. Mm, delicious. Mm, uh, exactly what I need. <laughs> uh, I just love the string of event that this boy is walking like all of his furniture on a cart. Woman falls down from the sky. Oh no, gotta start CPR. Does CPR. She pops up, says fuck you, jumps on the back of a moped and drives away. <laughs> uh, outstanding. Who was she? You know, a Thursday. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what a manic pixie dream girl entrance. Uh, but, um... Where uh so, uh, drives away, and, uh, the monk starts explaining to her, oh, yeah, we don't think he's an actual vampire, because Shikabane don't work that way, obviously. Uh, we're not <laughs> making rules every ten seconds. Uh, <laughs> but we think these women are either hypnotized or just really down to clown with all his murder. <laughs> Uh, but either way, uh, we gotta kill him, but not the all-live girl. If they are hypnotized, if Shikibani can hypnotize, and if they can drink the blood, but they don't need to, and they are immortal and undead, how aren't they vampires? Because this sounds like a vampire. I think don't he's think just about drinking it blood bad. for fun. Yeah, Maybe. 
don't worry. By the time you figure out this rule, they will have seven more that you need to decide. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, save your mental energy. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, they track down. He's on the top of a building because, of course, scenic fight location. Mm-hmm. Uh, and goes up and just starts fighting. Uh, and Kagami didn't get enough, had to uh, get on his bike and, like, ride past and see the fight, like, glasses falling onto the street, all that stuff. Uh, and uh, Shikabane girl, she then introduces that she is a Shikabane that kills other Shikabane. A clear point where you're like, yeah, just use a pronoun. You don't need to say Shikabane. <laughs> I, the Shikabane hunter, hunt the Shikabane because I am a Shikabane hunter. <sighs> it's like, all right, we Thank get you. it. You needed to match the flaps. All right. Um, <laughs> but uh, she, like, kicks the monster into the building's big neon lights and says the only way to kill a Shikabane is to shoot the Shikabane in the Shikabane's brain. <laughs> and does so. And kills cool it. Cool. Uh, but then Kagami goes home after all this and sees his friends that blew him off where they are ready to have a party to be like, hey, welcome here. We didn't do any of the actual work. We just wanted to uh, get drunk and uh, fall asleep. And then we see Shikabane girl in the shower again, of course. And that's where we end episode one. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Okay, uh, I want to try to make this fast. I think I can because this is one of those shows where it feels like there's a lot happening, but there's not. Uh, we get the opening in this one. It's an opening. <laughs> Pretty standard. Yep. Um, we see a crash on a freeway. It was a kindergarten bus. Tragic. Um. Boy is back at the orphanage shrine monastery with the, like, director lady. She says one of the girls in the accident used to come by to play with the orphans. Um, And one of the boys is really upset about it. And Boy is like, it's probably because we're orphans. When people are nice to us, it means a lot. Um, I would like to point out, the English voice actor for Boy... (laughs) Mm-hmm. is Aaron Dismuke. And he, I think, is very interesting because he was a little baby child when he started voice acting. He played Alphonse in the original Full Metal Alchemist. Oh. So Alphonse was played by an actual little boy for a little bit. Wild. I think for the whole series, but then not Brotherhood because then he was, you know, yeah, a teenager. Yeah. Anyway... um. Boy goes and talks to the little boy who's upset. And he's like, oh, you want to come with me to the little girl's wake? And the little boy's like, no, I don't want to go because there will be news crews. And I don't want people to think that she was a loser for hanging out with orphans. It's a <laughs> lot of baggage in the show for being an orphan. Yeah. This is weird. Whoever wrote this hates orphans. <laughs> it feels like it. Also, this child is very self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, I just don't want to deal with the media blitz of a small child dying and being associated. <laughs> She's not wrong. Like it's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and then uh, J. Michael Tatum brother comes up and offers boy a bunch of anime girl figs. <laughs> Always teasing. <laughs> You're pro um, chicken up. I got titties. <laughs> um, now we're at the wake. A bunch of people are crying. The kids are confused. They're like, what happened to my friend? Um, Did no one explain this before taking them to a wake where you typically see a dead body? Nope. They said, hey, kids, we're really sad, but we're not going to tell you why. Unpack that in therapy when you're 20. Field <laughs> trip. Uh-oh. That's all the info we give you. <laughs> um, and then uh, the portrait of the little girl cracks and the coffin opens. Spooky. <gasps> she starts climbing out. We see that guests are being like ushered out of the building and the news crews are like, what's going on? Um. Then we see one of the monks at the shrine, like, where the wake is, is told to call an ambulance. Um, then we get Boy making a fool of himself at his job. Um, the boss is watching the news and hears about the little girl coming back to life. And then Boy heads home, and there's a girl that also works there. And after Boy leaves, the girl and the boss are talking about stuff, and they like clearly know what's going on. Like They're like a Shikabane like, backup team or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk about... A- <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they talk about Boy's older brother, um, J. Michael Tatum. And the boss <laughs> explains that he was taken in by him but they changed his name by one letter because they didn't want boy to be associated with all of this shikabane business so that's, that's why he's kagamine and the other one is tagamine or whatever it is it's so dumb <laughs> i monk jeffrey need to adopt this child but if i name him jeffrey he has to be a monk and fight these things too so i guess i'll call him Kefri. <laughs> no Worked around that loophole. Gotcha. No one will ever know. Uh, oh, I also want to point out just this really repulsive line from the manager of that store that he's at. Uh, I, don't, uh, I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> no, we can move past it. He says a really gross pedophilic thing. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's real uh, nasty. Like, outright, it's terrible. Yeah. No nuance. Yeah. Um... Boy is looking at the news crews at the hospital. He's passing the hospital. He sees the cat. He follows the cat, sees the corpse princess girl. Uh, she climbs in through a window. So she's going into the hospital to check out what's going on with the little girl that came back to life, supposedly. And a bunch of spooky stuff is going on. Uh, she calls older brother and says, uh, it's already on the move. And he tells her to take care of things quickly. Um... And he's with another monk and another woman. We don't really know anything about them. He kind of just hangs out with them. They're the B team. Yeah. Um, and Corpse Princess Girl is the A team all by herself. It's by her lonesome. <laughs> um, boy follows Corpse Princess Girl. She goes into a hospital room and it looks like there's something laying in the bed. But it was a trick. The little girl has actually transformed into a gremlin monster thing. Uh, it attacks her pretty bad, and she's, like, bleeding out on the bed. Um, and she gets ready to shoot it. But then Boy comes in, so the the little girl, Shikabane, transforms back into a little girl. 
um, and she begs him for help. And he's a fucking idiot. And he's just like, yeah, okay. I buy this. <laughs> I'm just like, did he not pay attention to anything that happened in the last episode? Like, wasn't he around for that stuff? I'm so confused. When we see them sneaking into the hospital, uh, she, like, Corp Princess runs down. I'm just calling her Corp Princess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Runs down a hallway. And then boy runs after her, and we see, like, a flash of lightning outside light up the hallway that they ran by. And there's just, like, four or five dead bodies in there. Yeah. And it's, like, even if you don't see it, like, because the lighting's bad or whatever, like, you'd probably smell with how much blood there was, like, coming out of them. Like, it's just, it's mind-blowing that he's just, like, yeah, I know corpses reanimate. I know that they're evil. I heard about this girl reanimating. I see this girl that helped me out before bleeding out on the bed. I walk in and I see a small child that was reanimated. Yeah, I'll trust her. She's yeah. fine. Seems yeah, good. don't worry. The rule that you can clearly smell who is a monster is introduced in the next episode, so we don't have to worry about it at this. Mm-mm. God, it was introduced, wasn't it? God damn it. Um, so, um, oh, I just wrote girl. I guess it's Corpse Princess. She's on the phone with older brother. And other kids from the accident have become Shikabane too. So she's like, oh, I'll stick with this one, even though I'm hurt, because it's my responsibility that she, like, got out, even though it's not, because the boy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, little girl is with boy, and he's in a convenience store, so she, like, attacks some man while he's in there. And then they walk away together. He doesn't see that happen. Um... And he's like, why don't you go home? And she's like, I can't. And he's like, all right. Um, <laughs> all right, I guess I'll just wander around, wander around <laughs> the city in the rain with a small child. I really don't know. And it's like, what What are you doing here? What are you doing, man? It's a mystery. Um, Yeah, she's just leading him around. The three adults, the, the B team, see the guy <laughs> that she's attacked. So they're like on their trail, but they're like not doing anything. Um corpse princess stops and sees a poster it says play nice seems relevant i don't know they take the time to do it (laughs) um little girl takes boy to a park where the other dead kids are playing and she's like about to run over to them and he like grabs her wrist and she's like let me fucking go you idiot and she like shoves him away don't touch me you pleb um and then Corpse Princess shows up and finally explains what a Shikabane is. Uh, but we had talked about it before. It's someone who died with intense regret. So they come back to finish their buizness. <laughs> uh, she says she kills other Shikabane so they can't bring death to anyone else. Um, the kids all transform into little gremlin things. She gets ready to attack, saying that Shikabane aren't dead until their brains or their bodies are like completely destroyed. Uh, the three children transform into one giant spooky baby. <laughs> uh, and she's like, their regret is that they didn't get to play more. I it like seems like a normal ghost child thing to me. Sure, I guess. Yes, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd ever regretted that much that I would pry open the gates of hell and crawl back onto Earth. But like, okay. <laughs> I want to go down that slide one more time. Just so fucking bad, I'll kill anyone who gets in my way. <laughs> no, someone beat my high score immediately before I died. No. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I 
I have um, my initials and now it just says ass. No, that's the worst. <laughs> um, so it, the giant baby grabs Corpse Princess so Boy gets their attention. And he says he has something he wants to give the little girl. Um, so Corpse Princess, they drop her. She gets back on her feet and she unleashes some bullets on them. She does it. The kids are big dead. Ain't coming back now. <laughs> um, and then we see the uh, dead times two corpse of the little girl. And he tries to give her something. Um, like a piece of paper. And Corpse Princess is like, hand her over. And he's like, I won't. Uh, and she's like, the little girl, this little girl is just a monster. And he's like, yeah, you are too. And she's like, yeah, let me kill it. <laughs> what about it? Um, you know, it's my job then. <laughs> I explained it to you. Um, so he gets up and turns away while she finishes the job. He thanks her. And then she asks what he was going to give her. And... It was something the little boy from the orphanage wanted to put in her coffin. It's a little drawing, cute little drawing of them being pals. Ah, uh, um, he hands it to the corpse princess and scoots out of there. He just runs away. <laughs> Your problem now. Bye. <laughs> um, and then the three adults finally roll up. The B team. <laughs> I say adults. Corpse princess looks like a high schooler, but it's not super clear. Um. Yeah. We didn't get any confirmation, so I didn't check off the ancient being in a body of a child. But, like, I yeah, can't tell if she died last week or no. 500 years ago. Well, it was at least a year ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was at least a year ago. <laughs> uh, so, um, they're, like, two, the, one of the, bald, the, the bald guy is like, oh, that kid knows too much. We got to keep an eye on him. But Big Brother's like, ah, it's not a big deal. I'm his brother. I can keep an eye on him. Um, and Corpse Princess is like, you're his older brother? And he's like, oh, you didn't know that? Why are you trying to protect him so hard? And she's like, mm, he's just a normal kid. He doesn't deserve this Chicabane business. <laughs> um, and then she and Big Brother are together and they're walking away and she thanks him and he's like, oh, don't thank me. There's nothing to thank me for. And she's like, it's so weird. Boy thanked me after I killed the little girl. Um, and bro- Big Brother explains that it's because Boy was still seeing this little girl, like, as a little girl, as a, instead of a zombie, Zambo. Um, so the reason he thanked the corpse princess girl was for helping him realize that she wasn't a normal little girl anymore. So, yeah. Uh, and that's episode two. <laughs> I feel like this happens in a few different shows where, like, Anytime someone gets like corrupted or turned into a demon or a zombie or something, or it's like, it's like this person's so noble, they still they can see past that and still see them for the human being that they are. It's like, yeah, this little demon child though killed like seven people and yeah. is like shape shifting and shit. Like, cool, you still have like a big heart and stuff. You're a detriment to the team and people's safety at large. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even if you see them as a real person. If a child kills seven people, you're not going to be like, oh, no, they're just a cute little guy. It was an accident. 
that they're the person that in a zombie apocalypse when someone gets bit, it's like, no, they're just sick. Like I can, I can help I them. Can I can fix him. And then they bring him into the group, and then everyone gets bitten. And it's like, mm. thanks, job, asshole. <laughs> Idiot. What I'm saying is, you got a demon kid. Put him down. Anyway, episode three um, opens with like a young couple walking home. Uh, and as they're walking, they hear a baby crying, and the girl turns around and is like, hey, you hear that? It's like, no, it's nothing. And then it's just a baby scream. It's like, yeah, okay, I hear that now. Um, and the girl turns around and just sees this, like, weird monster slug thing that the cry is coming from. And as they're one to do, they scream and run away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as they're running, they run in the corpsey. And she grabs, like, I think the guy by the counter and like, where's the screaming coming from? What you see? It's like, I don't know. And she's like, you're useless and throws them. It's like, you, you didn't need to interact with them. Like, <laughs> they'd probably be safer if you just let them go. Like, you feel like you're weighing people down here. <laughs> um, so and then they run off. Uh, and then when she gets there, the priest is there, uh, bro priest. And uh, they say that uh, the sh- uh, Shikabani only takes one victim. At a time, I guess. And uh, it already vanished by the time they find the body. So, while they're there, they find, like, the body of a young woman who's coated in the slug goo, I guess. I don't know. Um, Cut to boy at school talking with this horny friend who's trying to tell him a scary story about, like, high school mothers who have to abandon their child and then their child comes back as a ghost or something. Ooh... I wonder if this is foreshadowing. Um, no. And Lots of baby ta- feet. <laughs> <laughs> while they're talking, a uh, boy is getting sick. And the two other like responsible friends come over and are like, Hey, you're sick as shit. Go home. Uh, so they all take him home. And they take care of him for a bit. And you see like, the two uh, guy friends like kind of mooching off his food and stuff. And like going through his fridge. It's like, alright, everyone get the fuck out of here. We, you know, He's got to rest. You're not helping him. Uh, so the girl drags them all out uh, and then he falls asleep and he wakes up in a haze looking for water he can't find water and he sees priest bro there who gives him a glass of water but I thought he's supposed to be living on his own what's priest bro doing there and then he wakes up again and he's not there um, and it, it felt like they tried to make this scene more dramatic than it was I was like I don't know if I didn't, it, brother just stopped in to help him out like, <laughs> yeah. didn't seem as impactful as it needed to be um, but so boy wakes up again later calls out uh, calls into work saying he's out sick and uh, once he gets off the phone he hears like the baby crying and he kind of just like sighs like oh god this shit again like <laughs> you re- I've really got to listen to this baby crying all the goddamn like he just seems so annoyed by it and jaded already um, and doesn't even question like yeah it's probably a ghost baby thing uh, and that's when he turns around and sees the cat face through the window into his apartment. And the cat says, like, ah, the baby's crying for help. And he's like, ah, god damn it. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to, we see uh, the priests. Uh, oh, yeah, the priests, like, the individual priests, but they all have this, like, weird, like, sharp rod thing that I guess is used for, like, a, shikiba- a shikibani detector. Because um, we see like the multiple priests and all of their things start moving on their own, so they're like ah, we got we got a case. And then we see uh, Corpsey hunting after the ghost <laughs> baby, and uh, as she's running around after it, she loses track of it, 
and they find another victim, and it's the court princess from the B team. Uh, apparently there's a lot of priests, but apparently only the court princesses can fight them, and they're all teenage girls, I guess, or something. We don't learn much about this other character uh, in these episodes. the Buffy system. Got Basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so they find like another victim, and it's like, damn it, we lost it again. It's like, I didn't take my eyes off for a second. It's like, well, clearly it did. It's gone now. Um, and then while they're looking over the dead body, the camera zooms out, and we see an old man on a balcony going like, <laughs> and walks away. Um, and then, uh, that night, priest talks, the, all the priests get together to talk and trying to come up with a plan, or like, what's going on with this? Is there any connection? All the victims seem to be young women. Uh, the most recent one used to work at a OBGYN clinic. It's like, you know, it's like a really run-down clinic and stuff, so this is the only thing they do, and it's real low-maintenance. And they're like, huh, I wonder if there's a connection to this baby ghost. Um... And someone's just like, oh, maybe it was a baby that died at birth. And it's like, what kind of regrets does a baby have if it didn't even live? Like, what? <laughs> no. Um, you can't have aspirations, baby. <laughs> Dial it back. Too ambitious. Mm. Unless you're Ray from Promise Neverland who remembers everything from when he was in utero. Because that makes fucking... Anyway, that always bugged me. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Boy is out chasing the cat around town while he's still sick. And as he's chasing the cat, the cat leads him up to a building. And he's like, what's this about? I'm going to sit down. And just passes out immediately. Uh, it turns out he passed out in front of the uh, clinic that the old man is working at. As the old man walks out carrying a crying baby. He's like, oh, another one. So he adopts this new son. Because this <laughs> is what that old man does, apparently. <laughs> Cut to dream sequence. We see boy in a weird, like, technicolored field. And we see bro priest there killing a bunch of... Monsters, zombies, not clear. He's awake. Moving on. Um, so boy wakes up in the clinic and he's hooked up to like an IV drip, and he overhears the old man talking to someone. And he wanders out. He sees the old man talking to Corpsey, and she's pretending like I don't know. My boyfriend can't come to me, and I'm in a desperate situation. It feels like she's implying she's a pregnant high schooler, but uh, they don't really get into it because then boy shows up. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll take... The doctor's like, oh, I'll take care of you, young lady. I'm the only one that works here, so I gotta do everything myself. So give me a minute to prep the room. And he walks away, and as he walks away, we get a shot of his face going like, <laughs> as he, he, he knows they're on to something. Uh, and then Corpsey uh, drags Boy away and just starts yelling at him. Corpsey's so good. I'm I, so I, mad I didn't think of it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to learn anyone's name in the show. Um, she drags him away, being like, hey, the fuck are you doing on my Shikabani hunt? Why are you here every time there's a Shikabani here? Shikabani, Shikabani, Shikabani. Um, <laughs> and she's like, who's who's giving you information? Who's your inside man? Like, what's your source? And he's like, I don't know. I just showed up here, neglecting to talk about the telepathic cat. Um, she's like, ah, fucking whatever. And, like, throws him against the wall and walks away. And then, like, Scooby-Doo-esque walks back out from the other side of the hallway. Like, <laughs> I was kind of confused by this. Um, and I guess they start exploring the whole clinic together. And they find it's pretty empty and abandoned. Because only the doctor's working here. And they find one newborn baby by itself in the nursery. Corpse, he's like, hey, cool. There's that baby. Let me kill that baby. And uh, boy is like, N- no. Why? And she's like, Shikabani are, you know, undead, reanimated. They all smell like corpses. Go on. Smell that baby. He probably stinks like I do. Like fucking death and garbage. I'm a smelly girl. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, 
it really just kind of hit him like they stay. It's like this scene went on for too long. Um, so boy goes over and picks up the baby. It's like, nah, it smells like milk and like talcum powder. It smells like a baby. Like it smells like diapers and stuff. And it's like, that doesn't matter. I'm going to kill it anyway. It's like, didn't you just say that if it was a Shikabani, it would smell like death and it doesn't? So proving it's not, why are you trying to kill this baby still? Um, and while they're arguing about that, the doctor goes into uh, a room and unchains it and asks the real Shikabani for assistance. Ooh. Ah. And we come ah. back to. <laughs> <laughs> We cut back to the boy trying to stop Corpsey from killing a baby, which is proving to be a harder task than should be, even though she said she wouldn't kill humans uh, and is supposed to be the good guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is a good point. I didn't even think about that. Now I'm extra mad. <laughs> I mean, she thinks it's a Shikobani, but she has literally no proof. She has more evidence that it's human than it isn't. So, like, she's just really dead set on killing a baby, which, like, I get sometimes. But, like, <laughs> no. it's weird. <laughs> Uh, and then while they're arguing, the doctor appears, saying, like, nope, that baby's not a Shikigami. It's fucking obvious, corpsey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dipshit. And she grabs it and runs out of the room with it anyway. And uh, while she's running away, the real Shikigami bursts in through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. And grabs her and the baby. And the baby's like, hell oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the boy chases after him and sees the real Shikigami. And is like, oh, no, what's going to happen here? Clunk. The doctor knocks him out because the doctor is just a metal baseball bat now. <laughs> and uh, elsewhere, we see the priest. Uh, priest bros learning about the Shikobani cells that were implanted in all of the victims so far. Uh, that's what they think emerged from the victims when they died, which was that gross like slug thing. Uh, and the slug thing was like trying to go back to the source of its cells, like its like parents. Um, and, uh, yeah, someone was injecting them with it, and, kill- and that's what killed them. Uh, and this helpful information and plot-driven uh, progression was brought to you by the thankful, unnecessarily bikini-cladded and hot-pants-wearing doctor priest. That was wild. I, like, mm-hmm. looked up at the screen and saw what she was wearing, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, she's wearing just a real small bikini top, uh, like, Daisy Duke hot pants, and, like, a full lab coat. And that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah, lab coat. You gotta keep it professional. Gotta yeah, keep exactly. it professional. <laughs> she's, like, she's like Yoko from like, Girl on Leg On. It's Casual like, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Tit out Friday. <laughs> uh, and so, like, they talk about like what rank she's in. She is, and I think she's higher than him. But she's like, why don't you move up in the organization? It's like, no, nah, I like being here. I don't know. It, it seems like she's part of this priesthood organization thing. Uh, and not just like a random doctor or something. Uh, anyway. As he leaves, he gets a call uh, from Corpsey. Uh, who is being held captive by the doctor. And it's chained up. How did he get a call from her? He's being... What? I already forgot. Chained up, but doctor forgot about cell phones. It is 2008. After all, the iPhones <laughs> They're new. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so he basically gets a call like, hey, we got we found the Shikabani and we're, we got captured by the doctor. Um, and we see the doctor chaining up the Shikabani like back up against the wall again. And uh, they're like, "What? what's this? So we've never seen a Shikabani working with a person, and like let alone obeying it. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is the mother of the baby. She died while giving birth to the baby. So it's not the baby that has the regrets, it's the mother. 
Mm. And we see the doctor just take off a big slab of skin from the Shikabani and like put it in just like a glass of water and it just dissolves like instantly and turns like green. And he's like, ah, the elixir. It's like, this dude's not doing anything. He's just, just she chunk, is the chunking Kool-Aid off meat. man. <laughs> she made a beverage. Just, just condensed powder formed into a body. <laughs> this is her. I hate this tasty video. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he just like dissolves it into this like vial and then takes it, puts it in a syringe and injects the syringe into Corpsey. Uh, and he's like, this is what I did to all the other women to try and give them immortality too. And she's like, oh, it doesn't work on me because I'm already dead. That's why they call me Corpsey. Sunglasses. <laughs> Montage. Overshot of Miami. Scream. Um, yeah! <laughs> I'm here like, to be dead and kill babies. And I'm already <laughs> dead. Uh, <laughs> and he's like... I don't even know what happened. She's restrained on, like, a table, and then after she gets ejected, she breaks out of it somehow, and I genuinely have no idea how. Um, but she's able to get off the restraints, and uh, she gives, like, a backstory. Because uh, he, like, he says, like, oh, I think Boy says her name at some point, and Doctor's like, ah, are you related to this family who all burned down in a fire? She's like, yeah, that was my family, but don't worry, I died in that fire, too. I was like, What's happening right now? And uh, she runs up and just starts uh, unloading on the Shikabani and killing it while it's still chained against the wall. And the doctor's like, you can't kill a Shikabani. They're immortal. Dead. It's already dead. Like, by the time he's <laughs> done talking, it's already dead. If you um, shoot it enough, it he, dies. He's somehow, like, he's fine with just this, like, big demon thing that he's been experimenting on and, like, ghost and shit. But then he's like, someone that knows how to fight them? unheard of it's like you're already you're already at this point man you gotta expect someone's fighting him yeah i Um, i just love that they really spend so much time setting up all the unique powers of uh shikabane and she just has two uzis and she's like yeah (laughs) don't pay too much attention to it i'm just gonna shoot some stuff it's fine the other corpse princess is just like tifa from final fantasy she just has like gauntlets and just punch them punches them to death like apparently they're very brittle so I mean, they are dead. They are dead. We've all seen Scooby Doo and Zombie Island. We know how brittle they get. Yeah, you um, can just flake off their skin and make Kool Aid. So, <laughs> not a uh, lot of resistance there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right as she kills the Shikabani, Priest Broke kicks open the door. He's like, "What's going on in here?" And then conveniently, Boy starts passing out again from his fever. Uh, and when he wakes up, he's back at the orphanage with uh, the priest and, like, the caretaker of the orphanage. They're like, oh, you got sick. Uh, this is the first time we ever heard of someone being so sick, they go to an OGBYN clinic to try and get help. OBGYN. But, uh, that's where we found you. And, you know, he's like, oh, what about the Shikabani and the doctor? And I was like, what are you talking about? None of that happened. We're gaslighting you. Ha <laughs> ha, porn. And he pulls out a porno bag. Um, and uh, the priest goes on to talk about uh, goes outside to talk to Corpsey, who's asking about, like, why does the boy keep popping up on all my hands? He's like, ah, he's my brother. Anyway, bye. And he just dips <laughs> out of her as well. And then the priest goes off to talk to uh, the old man doctor, and he's in, like, a hospital room with a uh, woman in bed, like, dying. And he's like, ah, you wanted to get the Shikabani, it's like, immortality, so you can, uh, you know, keep your wife alive, who's dying from a disease. How noble of you. But you did 
kill like seven other women to do it so that's kind of fucked up um but you know i gotta ask you how did you how'd you come up with this idea because you definitely didn't someone told you to do this so who's your source who's telling you what come on old man give me the information and when he looks when he touches the old man the old man like slumps over and sees like the weird spike rod that they use to like detect when shikabani appear is just stabbed into his chest and the old man's been dead for who knows how long. And I guess I guess his sick wife, who's still alive in the bed, just watched him be murdered and couldn't do anything. So that's a horrifying implication. Yeah. Um, and then it just cuts to uh, another priest outside of the hospital looking very sly and evil as he licks the blood off his hands and just walks away. Mm, it's like, oh. A treat. Mm, a shitty man that we stand. Uh, and that's episode three. Wow. Woo. I don't don't know what happened here. It like it like you said, Dugan. I don't even know if the protagonist is involved in this show because it's just <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. wild. Yeah, just this, like even if they were to like adopt him into the group and be like, oh yeah, you're part of the Shigigami like the fighting thing. Still doesn't matter. He has like no personality. His main thing is, oh, let me just be around places, and maybe <laughs> stuff will happen nearby. He gets keep, he keeps getting like toyed around by this cat who he feels like is self-explanatory and doesn't need any explanation. I certainly would love one, but <laughs> I guess this telepathic cat that can face through walls is like dope and cool and definitely not evil and luring him to these things. For he reasons. saw he saw Coraline once, and he was like. Yeah, I'll follow the talking cat that walks through walls. (laughs) When has this ever backfired? Uh, Oh, are we there yet? We have to legally ask him. (laughs) Yeah, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) There's just so much going on. The tone is taking itself way too seriously, except for the points where they're like, oh, you got porn in your stuff? Oh, good. Moments of goofy horniness. All right, back to the beep. And it's like, "Mm, eh, I don't don't know if this is for me. You're trying to do a whole lot. (laughs) Like, the show assumes you are immediately on board with whatever and uh, doesn't put in the effort to be like, oh, yeah, this... Oh, this next thing will really get you. Oh, here's the intrigue. It's just like, no, yeah, you're here for some like zombie fighting stuff. Y- y- yeah, you you get. It. Don't worry. Don't think about it too hard. You're here for the fights that are about two minutes every episode, and just lots of plot set up around. So it's yeah. not like it's a heavy action show where you're like, yeah, the plot's a little thin, but oh, they fight and it's real cool. It. it it doesn't really do either <laughs> thing well, so yeah, it's a me. Yeah, I like, I don't know, it had some interesting things going on, but as Brendan was talking about episode three, I was like, damn, I really hardly remember <laughs> any of this. Like, yeah. I remembered the end, but other than that, I was just like, I don't know, are you sure you watch the same show? <laughs> yeah, I watched this immediately before recording. And just the speed it left my brain, like <laughs> the, the Teflon of my brain, it just did not stick. It was like, nope, immediately out. <laughs> so going through my notes, I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. 
Yeah. <laughs> we, got this, like the temp- uh, we got like the temporary storage box in our brain for just like anime we watch in the show. It's like, good chances once we're done this recording, that box is empty again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this just like, I don't know. It just felt like nothing. Mm-hmm. So much I, and yet nothing at all. It tried I to mean, do so much instead of the core thing of what if we focused on one thing that we can do well? They're like, no, there's monks and there's zombies with a billion rules and all babies and intrigue and oh, <laughs> there's a plot that someone is from the inside is trying to take it down. Yeah, it. Eh. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's also. I'd say it's probably a comment of trope in, like, most, you know, you know, overall media or storytelling. But definitely with anime, the trope of, we're an organization that's fighting against these evil beings. And our best candidate to fight against these evil beings is one of those evil beings. We're half of those evil beings. Like, mm. you know, Hellboy, uh, Chainsaw Man. Um, Blade. Blade. There's, yeah, there's pl- probably plenty of them, but... I, I feel like it's really prevalent in anime a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, we've seen it before. We've seen this organization shit before. Like, the whole time I was watching it, I was just thinking, I'm like, this is just like a watered-down blue exorcist. Like, if you want this, if you want the secret priest organization that's fighting against evil, and that, like, is actually a pretty decent story to it and characters, just watch Blue Exorcist. Because it just does, it's this, but just does everything better. Mm. So it's just like, knowing that, I was kind of like, yeah, this show got nothing for me. <laughs> so, well, there uh, you have it, folks. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, we we got a check mark for a spooky show in the spooky time. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Hope Thanks y'all had the a recommendation. Good <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jessica. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what do we have going on next? I'll tell you. Next week, we're watching Hoshii no Sora, or Stars Align, which is a sports anime about tennis a little bit. Uh, oh. I think it's gay. Anyway, <laughs> I heard it's good, so that's what I've picked. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, if... If there's a possibly gay show you would like us to watch, you can send those recommendations to our email, areweebthereyet at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at areweebthereyet on both. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan. You can find me on Instagram at honeyperiod, on Twitter at honeyd8 and honeydart, or on Twitch at honey underscore d, and honey is spelled h-u-n-n-i-e. You can find me on Twitter at abts brendan. It stands for almost better than silence, which is a video game podcast I used to do. I might still do. We don't know. We're all like hiatus, but like, if you need just like four hundred episode, four hundred and twenty. We specifically <laughs> ended on that. Uh, you can go through that. It's a lot of yammering. It's a lot of time to kill, but it's there for you. <laughs> uh, thank you to Camille Ruley for her artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for her theme song story. You can find all of Louis's music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. I feel like a reanimated corpse. Why is she a princess? What makes her royalty? (laughs) Where is your monarchy?